half-term. Is it a time for students to relax and recharge after the shock to the system that is the return to school after summer? Or is it a key time in the run-up to mocks and so hardly the moment to take your foot off the gas? Across the country, we parents are caught in this dilemma and it's not as if we didn't have enough dilemmas and balancing acts to manage already. Hello and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan, founder of The Study Buddy and your host. In this, our third season of the podcast, we're chatting to parents, students and teachers to hear how things are going. Specifically, we're interested in the highs and the lows, the trials and the tribulations in the run-up to exams in 2022. We'll be covering everything from trouble getting going to burning the candle at both ends, from overzealous and anxious to underperforming yet nonchalant. Through these shared real-world experiences, I hope that you'll take comfort that you're not alone. And perhaps more importantly, I really hope that you'll take away some insights and some advice that will help you to support your own team so that they'll not only just survive the exams, but thrive in the preparation. So if you're a parent, a carer or a teacher, be sure to subscribe. This week, I'm chatting to Carol and her daughter Poppy is taking GCSEs in 2022 and Carol has an older daughter who's currently at university so has been through this kind of thing before. Hi Carol and thank you so much for joining me today. We'll chat a bit more about half term in particular in a moment but I wonder for now if you could just tell us a bit more about you and your family. What's life like at your place? What kind of a family would you say you were? You're a close family aren't you? Yes, we are, yeah, definitely. It, it throws a bit of a spanner in the works, I think, when, when you get stressy things like exams and things like that, because I do think we do a lot of chilling together. We do, we like playing games, we have film nights, we go out a lot, and even though Daisy's 21, we're still very much, still do a lot, the four of us, together. So on the whole, yeah, we do do a lot together as a family. And would you say that your daughters are relaxed anyway, or, or do they sort of suffer with sort of stress and, and feel the pressure of exams? They're quite different, I think, really. Daisy takes it more in a stride. She thinks, oh, it'll be fine. And to be fair, Daisy usually is. Poppy does get a bit more anxious about things. She wants to do really well. And she has to try a bit harder, I think. She was, when she was, she was born three months early. She was really little. She was £1.12 when she was born. And we were very lucky. She just grew and grew and grew. I did think, I wonder if because of that, somehow her learning style might be different or she might be a different sort of person she was in hospital for three months so you you missed the early bits you know and I did wonder I think actually at the end of the day they're very very close but they are quite different regardless of birth weight or anything else I think they're just sort of two individuals their learning styles are different as are their personalities but certainly Poppy is I think a bit more of a worrier I think sometimes talking about schoolwork and exams it hits her sometimes I think how important it actually all is which obviously you get even more stressed there when you start thinking about it really well yeah and certainly as a parent I mean you start to feel well you can see the stress and sort of anxiety rising in them and then it really has an impact on sort of the way that we feel about it as well yeah definitely I mean I remember Daisy's GCSE year is one of the most stressful of all years really I so wished I could be totally disengaged from it from the schoolwork and think oh she'll be fine she knows what she needs to do but actually I couldn't do that it just seems so big it seems that you've been taking them to school for 14 years or however long and it all culminates in this two weeks of pressure and with Daisy going in having a biology in the morning and maths in the afternoon and even 
you know, two or three exams sometimes in one day, all in that two weeks after 14 years of, of taking them in. And you think, wow, you know, that was such, such a stressful time. And as I say, a bit more water off a duck's back for her. But I've been thinking about Poppy and thinking, actually, that's a lot of pressure to put on anyone. And for her, she might find that even more difficult, I think, in terms of the pressure. It's understandable, though, because as you, I mean, exactly as you say, if you were to say to anyone, right, for the next 14 years, you're going to sort of do something and then I'm going to judge you on all of that 14 years in a fortnight. And how you do is broadly going to determine how you do for the rest of your life. I mean, it's it's hardly surprising then, is it, that you sort of think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then the sort of the mayhem, as you say, in that fortnight that can ensue. And I think with COVID and everything, and, and although we don't like to go on about it, it, I mean, it's a thing, isn't it? I mean, it's really had a big impact on the kids. Definitely. And I think it's that, what you were saying before, I mean, we, we teach sort of healthcare and social care to students up to level five, and a lot of them work in hospitals, and a lot of them work in big trusts and CICs. And they're fabulous carers, and they're great practitioners. But when they get to actually, do they go on to uni and do a degree, adult nursing or a similar route, that A to C is still, did, you know, did you get the A to C in the maths? Did you get the A to C in the English? Else there's, there's definitely a barrier in the way. And even these people have been working for 20, 30 years and it's still there lurking around. So I think it just is so, so important. And I think with COVID, the last couple of years have, it's still as important, but it's just, it, it puts the pressure on even more. I think it, it was very linear with Daisy. You, like I was saying, you start off and they go into school and they're four and you just work, you just working towards that all the time. You're trotting along and it's stressful and it's not nice and none of us like exams, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's always gonna, you're always gonna end up in that place. This two years doesn't feel like that at all, that the linearness of it has just been lost. It's like someone's pulled the rug from under and it's all very disjointed. And it's all very messy. And it's and I mean, I'm a person that likes things in its place and certainly Poppy is. And I think that that sort of chaotic element that we feel is just not helping. It feels like it's all a bit surreal. It's sort of we're treading water. The school isn't really sure what's happening the teachers aren't really sure, no fault of their own. The government aren't even sure. We don't know, you know, could it be predicted grades? If so, gosh, these mocks are going to be so vital. What bits are going to be in? What bits are going to be out? Poppy had COVID last month and she was quite poorly with it. So she was trying to, wanted to keep on top of the online learning, but she didn't feel very well. And lots of her classmates are off and it, it's just, it's just an added element of, pressure I think. She was saying earlier that her teacher, one of her teachers had Covid, she's been off for three weeks and still off, not well, a chemistry teacher. So she's had supply teachers in place but she's had the same supply teacher for chemistry and PE and maths and she said they don't really know, they, they, they do care about it but they're all under pressure, nobody really knows what's happening. There's that sort of chaotic element about it all I think. So you start to think about the justness of it don't you as well, that as you say that if I mean Poppy's been off for a while with it and, and feeling poorly and, and I mean I know that kids might be poorly in the course of a year and like, people break legs and the flus and whatever so it might happen but actually this one is compounding sort of broken education from the last 18 months or more and then if the teacher's off as well I think it becomes sort of natural then to start questioning whether or not there's probably a fairer way of doing it for the kids. I think so and I, I think We've had a while, or 
you know the powers that be have had a while really to to think about this we, we none of us knew it would still be lurking around but it certainly looking at the figures today we're still not out of the woods by any means so it certainly needs to have you know it was a bit of a panic last year and now because the kids all did so well it's a panic this year that they don't do as well that it wasn't fair last year and it's still nobody really knows what's happening and the best way to do it but without shadow of a doubt the impact has been really big I think because it's been the whole of their two-year GCSE course really you know we like said we all get ill and we may be off for a day here a day there but for so many maybe out of Pops's class of 30 maybe sometimes there have been 12 off you know and it has it has an impact on the whole you know the whole culture of it the whole the whole school well as you say because then the teachers inevitably will have to be doing some recap you've got nearly half your class off at any one point you, it's not really fair just to keep going at the same speed but also thinking about what you said earlier and it never really occurred to me but you're right that actually this year has felt like well because Emily obviously is doing her GCSEs at the same time so this year has felt like her GCSE year whereas as you quite rightly pointed out actually it's a two-year course and actually it's felt a bit like it's sort of come out of nowhere because last year didn't the same level of tests I guess you didn't get this sense of the momentum building up and so you do then worry about what's been not, not lost but missed I guess what what are the gaps and how are they going to start covering them if the pace hasn't picked up either. No, that's true. They've missed different bits, so they're in different places with different parts. So I think it's it's just that disjointed feel, I think. I don't know how you can pull all that together as so, so many children have been affected, but it's, it does all, it adds on, add to that sort of chaotic feel, I think, which doesn't help when I guess you're the one as well, thinking, gosh, I've got to... I've got to get on, I've got to revise, I've got to, you know, it may be, we keep saying that the box could be more important than ever if they end up with predicted grades, so, and I think Poppy is, a, well, like all kids, maybe, possibly, I don't know, she's a bit of a procrastinator, she gets really stressed about it, it's not like she can procrastinate and think, oh gosh, that's nice, I've not had to worry, I've had the evening off, because then she gets stressed and anxious about it, and then she'll work from dawn till dusk on a Sunday and do too much, and I think it's trying to break it down. I suppose study buddy, to be fair, has helped with that, I think, where it, it breaks it down into those bite-sized chunks, really, because otherwise it's just too, it's all or nothing. It's just too, you know, it's it sort of, I think you need to break it down into those little, those little parts to keep it in its place and give you a bit of control back. It's interesting to think of all that procrastinating and then, I don't know, procrastinator's remorse, I guess it might be, <laughs> when she gets to the weekend and is sort of thinking, oh, I should have, I've wasted that time, I really need to do something. Whereas my experience with Jake was that he was a procrastinator, a skilled procrastinator as well, to be fair to him, and his regret only would have come afterwards when he got the result as opposed to just before. So we, he sort of missed out on that anxious bit as well, which must be really difficult to sort of see when you think, but I know, I know what it is you've got to do, to avoid the guilt and anxiety on a Sunday is sort of just do a little bit before and say you don't spend all day doing it. But. I know, that's true. That's the trouble, I guess, this is when they learn these things and we sort of know it because we're older. It goes back to that, that awful age, really, when you're doing all these exams and all these things are coming up and they're just they're learning a bit of trial and error and a bit of stuff that will arm them well later in life, but it doesn't help when you've got your exams coming up. And I feel certainly... We all try and help Poppy a bit. I mean, Daisy 
moves in with the art and the English. Del does the science, more the maths. I've got the hardest job. I'm the, do I say nagger or do I say motivator? I don't know. But either way, it's, it's really hard. Maybe a bit of Spanish and history as well, but mainly it's that. And I, I just feel a lot of pressure for, for that. You know, I might say, oh, I'm just popping out, going shopping with my mum. Can you practice the Spanish? They all say, yes, yes, we will. No worries. And I come back and they're, you know, watching a movie and they're eating the popcorn. And you can see them looking at each other thinking, we never did the Spanish. Please, please do the Spanish. And I, you know, it's, so I'm holding a lot of that sort of stress as well. I guess you've seen that with Jake when they procrastinate, but it's us that's like just really wanting to push it on because we know what that will mean really at the end of the day is just much more stressful for them. I mean, even though I am really good at nagging, I mean, I'm, I could be a professional nagger. I think it's like, a, it's a gift I didn't even know that I had, to be fair. You don't want to do it. I mean, given a choice, if you sort of thought, if you could click your fingers, wave your magic wand, and, and sort of your child would just crack on with these things or other people would do the things that they need to, then, I mean, happy days, but they don't. And so it is, as you say, that balance between nagging, I think is, is something that all of us parents sort of struggle with all the time i think to be honest and it's definitely something we hear a lot so going back to thinking about those mocks and as you say it's interesting isn't it that if you've read the news and they're talking about plan b's and fire breaks and all of these other kinds of things that may or may not happen that actually there's a, an alarming chance that maybe the exams don't go ahead and if that is the case then for things like these mocks the predicted grades and, and what it is that they're doing during the time in the run-up to whenever those decisions are made all of a sudden they're going to be much more important than than either we'd have hoped or they'd have expected. So with that balance, you sort of want to dial up the urgency. Probably now is the time to sort of do a bit more. But as you mentioned before, the kids have also had a lot of stresses. So what is your approach with Poppy looking at half term and, and the week that they've got? What's what's your play going to be? We're all very aware that obviously it's the week they, they start. I think she started around the 16th of November. So it's not very much time. It's, it's clearly the week to to work but again I don't I don't want it to be something that she thinks well really I've got a week and I've got to do you know got to do dawn until dusk really every day because I've got to cram it in so it's again it's it's that balance is really important we've planned a couple of things in the half term because it's important as well to keep doing that you know as we were talking about earlier as a family because I think she'd just get more stressed out if it was you know if it was too focused every day on, on this stuff. I think as well it's it's difficult with with mocks where if you knew something was coming up that was that important then you really would pull out all the stops and I'd help her do that. But because she's you know they've been told it'd definitely be exams next year, you know, you're not quite as, as focused on that because you're thinking no it'll be it'll go back to normal, it'll be it'll be exams next year. It's just suddenly well in two weeks time you're doing something that actually is is going to have a big impact. It's just not enough time, is it? You're doing a few things in half term, which is great. So around that, are you thinking then, or is this Poppy thinking that she'll maybe do some work or is she thinking that this is a time for tools down and feet up? No, she's thinking she she should do some work for sure. Yes, she she has been doing work, but definitely she's got her eye on the, the half term as, as a time to really catch up and, you know, get ready for mocks for sure. But I'm just conscious of... And I, I say that, but I mean, you know, we've talked about procrastination, so it might be, you know, you have we have all these great plans, don't we? And I don't know whether it comes to it, she'll be thinking, well, actually, let's leave it till the end of the week and have a bit of fun at the beginning of the week. I don't know how that's going to go yet. <laughs> 
but absolutely she's yeah she's certainly considering that she's got to use that for mock work yeah for sure revision i mean if it weren't enough everything we've already talked about seems to make it hard enough for the the kids to be motivated and sort of get their head down and everything but then on top of that you've also got the advice that's coming out of Ofqual and the exam boards that they'll actually let the students the teachers know what kinds of stuff is going to be in the exam come early february the students will know what the big markers are I mean, I must admit, I'm thinking about Emily and, and what best to do. Actually, I don't think it's particularly helpful because the big markers might be on cell transport or whatever it might be in biology. But actually, the other question, the other subjects could still come up just in the low markers. So I think actually there's a bit, it's not quite deceiving, but it, it just feels a bit misplaced to sort of guide students in one direction or another. Whereas, of course, the problem is, I mean, Emily will think about studying for her mocks and start to say to me, what's the point? Because I'm doing this and it might not come up in the exam. Really difficult balance, isn't it? You've got, well, why am I putting this effort into something that actually I'm going to know whether or not it's there in, in February. Mm, that's true. No, that is true. It seems like that would be a helpful element. But I think the fact, yes, yeah, certainly if you're not going to know till February, then that does become probably a, a, an added stress in a way. And it might take children's focus off, off something like that for sure. Mm. Yeah, but definitely like you, this half term, we're sort of trying to get a, a mix of sort of like some really obvious downtime, some time to sort of like see if we can do a bit of fun. And although the great British weather isn't helping with anything outdoorsy, as it looks like over the course of the next week. I mean, Emily's talking about her, I think, what was she, she said? Something like her social battery is completely worn out. <laughs> having, had, having had all this time with COVID and not seeing anyone and then going back to school and and having all this time around people, she just she, she sort of wants to chill and, and recharge. And I get that, obviously, as I said before, we, I mean, we're not pushy parents, but do want her to do well and not, as you say, get herself where she looks back with regret on, on something she could have achieved but, but didn't. As I say, finding these deliberate fun things, but also bringing an element of, look, you, you know you're going to get a maths test when you get back. So let's, let's use some of the time constructively and sort of build a bit in so that it doesn't feel like it's either continuing with the school day or completely going back to doing nothing. Yeah, it's true. And I think with, with Poppy as well, she's she's a different sort of learner. I was talking earlier about Daisy's very could read and write and learn herself, revise herself through that more. Poppy's very visual, very kinesthetic. She's always, since she's been little, we've got the little blocks out rather than write the numbers down. She's, you know, we've got the magnets out rather than talk about physics. We've, she's always tried things and also she'll have you believe that she's fine and she could just get on with it but actually I know that she's much more engaged and she enjoys it much more if you're saying wow I love tell me about Tudors you know I, I'm really interested in that you know run through it with me and then she's her caring side comes out and she'll explain to you and she'll talk you through it and to be fair I would need that with something like the maths I would genuinely need her to explain it out to me because I wouldn't really understand that certainly I'm very conscious of that and in the half term I know we're working at a fair bit and I think that really helps her, I think, to even say it out loud, to talk to us, to tell us about the stuff, about how it all works. It helps her as well, because she hears, she hears herself explaining it and she builds on it and she that really helps her, I think. So I'm conscious as well of the part that we should play in that if we want to help, really, because that works for her rather than just being locked in a room with a book. It, it won't work as well for Poppy, whereas it, it worked better for Daisy, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And... 
I'm going to dig out a link and point you to the episode that we had with Dr. Phil, who was from the University of Cardiff, who talked about learning styles and actually how we think that they were much more important than they, they tend to be. But we can do that after, because actually what you were talking about with sharing and, and explaining, it, what's really helpful about that is that the, the kid's poppy has to really consider what knowledge she's got in order to explain it to someone else. And it's one of the best ways, I think, of sort of engaging, but also as a parent, because we can then feel involved without having to feel like we need to be able to tell them what the answer is. So I help them with their maths. Michelle, my wife, would never be in a position to do that. I'm really hoping she doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> now that I've said that, I could, I could be in a <laughs> lot of trouble for that. But Emily loves talking through the maths problems that she know her mum wouldn't get <laughs> because it just it helps her. And I think Emily gets a lot more. I mean, if she doesn't understand it herself, then obviously that's no good because she'll um and she'll are. But if she gets it, I think it really does help to cement. So by, as you say, sort of teaching it to someone else, I think it's one of the best ways of cementing. If you're saying something like, well, oh, so what, what, what about if that happens? And she said, well, I'm not sure. And so, said, well, let's just look it up because I'm really interested actually to, to take that on a little bit further. And she does have that engagement. I don't know if that'd be the same, you know, I was very from child to child, but yeah. So hopefully we'll all in the half term be doing bits of that too. You're going to be properly ginned up on the Tudors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the Tudors are gone. I, I just uh, American West or Mao's China or something now, but exactly. certainly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, is going to help you no end when it comes to your next pub quiz. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough. <laughs> So finally then, looking forward to the rest of the year, has Poppy got in mind what she wants to do after this? The six form days, and she's she's got planned out, we've got tickets for the six form open evening at school, and she's certainly got her taster days fixing. So I think she'll she'll certainly stay on and do A-levels at, at six form at school, I think. But the subjects she's choosing, I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, they're a bit, a bit heavy, I think. I think it'd be nice to throw a a performing arts in there or something but she's not going for that at the moment although she loves her dancing she's not going for it do you think that it helps that she's got in mind like an end goal like i need to get through this do as best as i can because what i really want to do is is this i think so for sure she's been talking about law and i think it was brought around by a a, a keenness in legally blonde started it off but i think She's actually incredibly interested in pink things and in law, actually. And she's got a couple of books that she's been reading through. She's really interested in that. And at the time, I remember saying, I'm really, I really want to do this. I'm really going to try. I'm really going to do as well as I can. Then there's always a little bit of me that worries then that I think, well, if she doesn't make what she needs, then your whole dreams come crashing down at that age and you, don't, you can't see another route where she's, she's so decided on this only sort of in the last six months probably but she's really really keen so I don't want anything that's that'd be fab if but yeah I, I certainly think it has focused her and certainly it's, it, when she was looking at the A-level she'd be doing that was based on as well the sorts of things that she thinks that she would she would need well if Legally Blonde was her inspiration maybe performing arts is that third one exactly this is what I've been saying <laughs> exactly what I've said Reese Witherspoon didn't get to where she is today with an economics degree. Actually, I don't know. She, I don't know anything about Reese Witherspoon. She may easily have got to where she is today with an economics degree. <laughs> That's very <laughs> impressive. It's impressive you knew it was Reese Witherspoon. To be fair, but um... a lot of my life decisions were made around Legally Blonde as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but not so much the pink, but it it just doesn't go with my eye colouring. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I I'd say you could you could pull it off. <laughs> uh, so finally, then, are there any? So I know we've talked in general terms about of anxiety and and thinking about the half term and all of those kinds of things. Does that sort of capture your feelings for next year? Do you have any sort of optimism for it? What are your sort of, I guess, big drivers when you think to the summer of 22? I don't know. I think, as I was saying earlier, I think with Daisy's, I did sort of know. I knew how I felt and I knew what we were expecting. And it's, and she knew what she was expecting. And all the teachers knew exactly what they were doing. And everybody sort of knew everything. And it just finished that 14 years of school off in, in a nice, tidy package, even though it's stressful and it's not pleasant. I'm not feeling that this time. Poppy isn't either. And that's I think that's an added that's an added stress for sure. But at the end of the day it is it is what it is and we've still got the same deadlines to work to. We'll work towards it towards the summer and just sort of think cross our fingers, see what happens. No, it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. I was just a bit worried it's a bit negative because I I genuinely don't feel that positive about it all. I think it is a, a bit of a mess and the whole feeling around it is actually quite negative and a bit stressy, really, which is a shame. It is so true. And I hate this idea that that we sort of go around and we pretend that everything's like rosy. Oh, no, that's fine because they're going to do this and also sign them up for Gymkhana's. And, you know, things aren't like that. And actually, it's not a good time because, as you say, sort of, I think the kids this year and last year and probably the year before had sort of a bit of a rough end of the stick. And so... I mean, it is what it is, as you say. We've, we've got to deal with it. Bonuses out of this might be that the kids are a bit more resilient than kids before because they sort of had to learn the hard way that things don't always go your way. But I think you're just you're saying it as it is. And I think a lot of parents are going to relate to that. And as you think about it, you think, oh, wow, it's actually quite a bit scary. And when people are saying, gosh, it's all all the numbers are rising and... They say, oh, you know, it's, it's not going to affect the schools. But then you suddenly think, actually, this, you know, in two weeks time, in the marks, three weeks time, it, it could be absolutely vital, which is, you know, is a bit scary when you've only just thought of that because you thought everything was fine and we're all back to normal. And that would be that, really. It's interesting you say that, actually, because Poppy had a name down. She's in the show at the Playhouse doing some dancing and she's wanted to do it every year, but she thinks, oh no, I, I don't like to. I, you know, I'm not sure. I'll be shy and everything. And she's, she's come such a long way with the dancing. She, she's come back and she said, oh, I auditioned for the, for the show. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. She, and she, she's been waiting to hear. And then she heard that she's got a part and she's over the moon. I thought that's interesting because she's, she's been thinking about it for a number of years, has actually gone for it now where the one year that I almost thought she'd think, well, I, you know, I can't do that this year because that's going to be springtime and I've got my exams. But I'm really pleased that she did actually go for it because I think that I, I'm hoping that she's not thinking it is actually the, the be all and end all this year because it's it's been so weird. I'm just really pleased that we've got that thrown into the mix, you know, a bit of something that she's really looking forward to and has to rehearse for and will take time up away from her exams. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, really, especially this year. I'm quite pleased that she felt confident enough to, you know, to go for it, uh, regardless of, of the bit of a mess that we're in, in terms of education. No, absolutely. Completely. Because, as you say, it, although there's going to be time with rehearsals and what have you, no child ever, or, and even if, they, even if there is one that is, they definitely shouldn't, be spending all of their waking moments revising and, and thinking about revising. So... 
if she's able to find an outlet that's that's giving her some joy that's taking her mind off it and giving her a break then fantastic i think that's exactly what she should be doing and then obviously needs to factor in the other stuff around it but as you say i mean how amazing after sort of the last 18 months of setbacks and knockbacks and and everything else that's gone on that she should she sort of dig deep find a level of confidence to go and audition for something she's always been putting up i think that's i think that's amazing i think it's fantastic yeah no i i was really pleased about that and i think you're right when you said but you shouldn't be spending all your time revising and thinking about revising that's really important that bit i think it's that bit you know when we talk about procrastinating although they're putting it off it's still there it's still there in in the back of your mind thinking you know you've got to do this you know you've got to do it people that have their phones up by their bed at night you know you might be thinking no i'm asleep or i'm half asleep but if it i'm sure if it's buzzing or or something you know it's still there it's still sort of calling you somehow and i think that's the that's the case with it when exams are hanging over you works revision homework it's all still there and although We've talked about procrastination a bit and pushing things to the back of our heads. It's still there, even if you're not actually revising at the time. There's a, there's a lot going on in their heads. Yeah, and that's I think that's one of the biggest problems with procrastination. I mean, obviously the most obvious problem with procrastination is you're not doing whatever it is you're putting off. And, and it's got to be done eventually or you're not going to do yourself any favours. And obviously when it comes to studying and revision, that's going to bear out in the exams most likely. But yeah, the I think the hidden hidden evil in um, procrastination is absolutely that that silent but steady build-up of sort of stress and anxiety of you can't escape from the thing that you know you need to do no matter how hard you try you said before when really they're procrastinating and it's us that getting stressed about it quite often which is fair enough that's our thing isn't it that's our job Isn't it perfectly refreshing to get a completely unfiltered perspective on things? And I thought that Carol was brilliant at just that. And so much, again, that I found myself relating to, both the specific impacts that this year's cohort will feel, but also more generally too. And Carol afterwards was worried about sounding negative, but I think there's a special kind of madness in pretending that everything's sparkly and rosy, when in truth it doesn't always feel like that. And I for one certainly didn't think that Carol sounded overly negative at all. As I say, it felt like a sort of a statement or a restatement of, of just how things are. But I do get it. Of course, you do want to be upbeat and positive all of the time, especially for our kids. There's sort of an idea, I guess, that it will rub off on them. However, it is really tricky at the moment. And I'm sure, like me, you felt that you were listening to a kindred spirit in Carol. There's uncertainty about what's happening and a feeling of injustice about what this year's students have been through already. And all of this comes alongside the usual issues of motivation and, as Carol talked about, procrastination. And I think we all felt it when Carol was talking about Poppy's particular brand of procrastination and then that surge of anxiety when time feels like it's run out. For a lot of teens, they need a deadline something that's going to help them focus and sharpen their mind. To an extent, I actually think we probably all need that, whether it's self-imposed or comes from somewhere else, whether that's a teacher or a parent or a boss or maybe a spouse, and perhaps even an exam board. But it does need to be accompanied by action. Otherwise, it can easily spiral into something that we have no chance of succeeding in. 
and that can lead to this sort of despairing, oh, what's the point? And I remember in Jake, he never really seemed to learn that he did himself no favours by waiting until the last minute, or typically in his case, until it was too late. And we do want to find a way of helping them to overcome this so that they can do their best. Now, there are a number of great ways to help overcome procrastination. And I think the best one is if they, or maybe even collectively you, can tap into that right motivation. Why are they even doing the revision? Sometimes our teams will claim some far-flung ambition. I want to be a famous doctor, racing car engineer, successful entrepreneur, these kinds of things. But they may not actually really believe in it, and for many it can feel too far away. Sometimes they try to get motivated by the avoidance and things like, I just don't want to fail. But the problem with that, of course, is it's hardly a rallying cry, is it? And all too often, the external driver that we provide, either in the form of a bribe or a punishment, is what we want them to lean on. And I certainly put my hands up to doing both, probably at the same time. That said, actually finding something meaningful to your team uh, that can provide a more immediate personal reward can definitely pay dividends with a work ethic. But the reality is, the overwhelming majority of young people are not going to find this. And so, revision and study will end up feeling a bit like a chore, which is how I think Poppy feels. For those, procrastination is the arch enemy, and it has to be defeated. In this, I found that the foundation lies in three areas. The first is being really specific about what needs to be done. Ambiguity is like some kind of super fertilizer for dither and delay. The second is planning ahead. We don't actually cope very well with choices when we're in the moment, but often more realistic and sensible if we're planning something as a dedicated activity. And the third is routine, routine, routine. There's something in the certain knowledge that something has to be done. If we think about morning routines, for example, most of our children, or teens, will get up, clean their teeth, get dressed and go to school and then each lesson without arguing at least every step of the way. And why? Not because they wouldn't sooner be doing something else, but because they simply know that's what they've got to do. Now, I don't advocate inflexibility, but knowing that homework has to happen, or that time needs to be spent on revision and study, will come with much less friction if it just feels like it's part of their daily rhythm. This isn't a silver bullet, and it does take time, but in my experience, it can help an awful lot. It doesn't just help the student with organisation and doing the best that they can, it actually really helps us parents too, because we can see that they're taking positive steps, they're starting to feel more in control, and also that they're taking back some ownership of their destinies. And when they stick to a good plan, it can definitely reduce our stress, and that can have an impact on them as well. As Carol said, our teens have had a really disjointed couple of years, so Everything and anything that can help them get on and stay on track without applying stress and pressure can only be a good thing. My thanks to Carol for taking the time to chat with me and to you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed what Carol was talking about as much as I did and that you could relate. If you did, how would you feel about being on a future episode and sharing your story, real mums and dads, telling about how things are going for them? If you are up for a chat, please do get in touch. You can reach me at hello at thestudybuddy.com. And 
If you are looking for ways that you can help support your own young person in a procrastination-busting approach to their GCSEs and A-levels, then why not head over to the Study Buddy website? There you'll find a whole host of information about our innovative time management and study organising approach, and you'll also find a blog packed full of useful articles, hints and tips. To find out more, make a beeline for thestudybuddy.com. If you found yourself nodding away to this episode, perhaps shouting out an involuntary agreement with what Carol was talking about, perhaps you'd take a moment and leave us a review. And if it's not too much to ask, a five-star rating. It all really helps us reach other parents who, like all of us, are just looking to make some kind of sense out of the run-up to exams. Of course, don't forget to share the link to this and other episodes on your social media weapon of choice. It's all greatly appreciated. There'll be another episode next week, so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Study Sessions podcast.